passing through. Okay. Wait a moment. Error, an error occurred somewhere. Hold on. I've got a big live at 12 <laughs> seconds on my end, Brian. <laughs> okay, we are live now. Thank goodness. Okay, we had a little technical difficulties there, but we are live. Thank you for um, showing up today, people. Um, it's the second one for today, and this is great. We have um, Jack Murray here. He's an Aussie, um, okay. and he is going to show us the art in the science behind getting high ticket clients. Yeah. Is that right, Mr. Murray? Is that correct? That is. Gonna, so is, the, is there an art and science to it though? Yes, there is an art and science and it's a good question. There's an art because there needs to be nuance and finesse when you're going and attracting a client. And there is a science, which is the steps. What are the sequence of steps that you take to go ahead and attract a client? If I was to say there's one more important than the other, I'd say the art. And why that's so is because there is a significant portion of the marketplace that, you know, has an idea of a blueprint to go ahead and get clients. However, I'd say that the art is what we almost spoke about prior to this call is the confidence. It is the principles you stand upon when attracting a client it is the values you hold which make you valuable so there really is an art and the science you just if you put one more important than the other i'd say certainly work on the art first awesome and we are going to be going right to that in a minute i'm going to do my intro for a second i've been dying to put this in this it's it's, 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 it's silly it's little here we go Right, so you just got a teaser of what he's going to be showing us today. This is the Art Authority Project, and we are putting authority to your name so you can sell what you're great at. And we want to get you to selling high ticket and valuing your process and, and what you value and what you offer to the world. Mm-hmm. So, so let's continue on there. Um, if we were to say, well, you know what? Let's say this. Start us out at the beginning of getting into a high ticket high ticket type of status how does that work how does how, how do people see that and confront that that reality for themselves yeah it's a, and you started off with the right question there how does somebody see that within themselves before they ask for the marketplace to see that within them now what i'd say is i'd take a step back to what i said a moment ago and it really starts with your core values Who are you as a person? And why I say this is because if you go out and you buy a course, they might say, okay, here are the 12 steps to attracting a high-ticket client. You might say, okay, I've put my marketing funnel together. I've put my Facebook ads together. I've um, set up my lead uh, magnet. And some people have downloaded my lead magnet. And no one's buying. No one's investing in me. And usually that's because you simply haven't built up enough attraction and confidence within yourself for the marketplace to actually see that within you. And we see this quite often, um, this idea of 
almost presenting yourself to the marketplace in a way you're not yet. And I'd say do that inner work first. Invest in mentors and leaders, a bit like the Authority Project here, for people that are actually doing what you want to do. Now, here's the core difference. There's this idea of modeling success, and it's a great Tony Robbins, you could say, <laughs> principle. Yes. However, I'd um, unpack that a bit more and say if you're going to model success, be sure that you choose a mentor that has some core values that are, that are important to you because core values are the difference of your you can seduce somebody into working with you. What I mean by that is you can show them all of these cool things you are going to help them with, but they will not stay for a long period of time if there's not a values match. Now, what I specialize in with my clients is I work with my clients for years and years and years. An example of this is I just finished a, a VIP day with some clients of mine here, or not here, but in Melbourne in Australia, which is about eight and a half hours from Sydney here. Now, why this is quite significant is because this is, we're going on to our fifth year together and these clients renew with me every six months. Now, why is this significant? It's because what has actually happened is instead of leading with, here's what I'm going to do with you, I have led with, here's who I am. And if you want clients to stick around with you more than just receiving the stuff that you have, you're going to have to build a business on values. Have is a strong word, but it's been my experience. Brian? Okay, so... Let me let me let me attack that a little bit. Let me oh. attack that a little bit, Jack. <laughs> so that's great. Yes. But you have loyal, loyal, obviously loyal clients. Yes. How, how, what kind? What do you mean by value? As far as that is concerned, what value are you? What value are you giving them that yeah. is worth the payment, or should, should I say, you know, worth the payment of that? What kind of value, when you mean by value with that, first of all? That's my first question. Brian, you've cut out there a bit, but you're back okay. So okay. Okay, this is a big differentiator. I don't choose to work with anybody that doesn't see my core value from the very beginning. Now, here's the thing. You can sit in front of the marketplace all day and tap dance and show your cool things and what you have. But what I attract is what I call soul clients. So clients do not demand value. They see value within you from the beginning based on who you are and then on what you can give them second. Because the moment you start telling the marketplace all of the features you're going to supply them with, hey, here, is, here are my coaching sessions. I'm going to supply you with a, a website and we're going to revamp your branding and we're going to do a photo shoot. Then after the photo shoot, I'm going to help you get leads. The moment you fall into that, you become a commodity. You've commoditized yourself. And the moment you commoditize yourself, you you at will to the rest of the marketplace because somebody else is going to seduce the same prospect or your customer now into working with them. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially a, 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 we tend to go into this cycle of seducing clients 
and and you seduce them through features and sometimes benefits, at least I hope, rather than actually connecting with them at a soul level. So the value is me. I am my brand. I am the artist. And that's it. And if somebody can't see the value within me, like a conversation like this, because what's happening right now for your listeners, for my listeners that will tune in, I'll be sure to share this. What they're saying is they're qualifying or disqualifying. I am attracting and I'm repelling through my artistry. This is the Frankie Sinatra, the Michael Jackson moment. This is the moment where you step up on stage and you do the moonwalk and you say, hey, I like this guy. Oh, my goodness. That's way too much. Stay away from me. That is okay. And that's the way you attract what I call soulmate clients, Brian. Awesome. We just had a comment here that says exactly correct. He agrees with you. It says never chase a market ever. Yes. I, totally agree, I totally agree with this. Only work on attracting people who actually see the value offer from the get-go. I love that from yes. Clay. From Kunle, um, a lot, I'm, I'm going to mess up his last name, but he's going to be a guest on here pretty soon, so I'm glad he's on here. Um, but um, okay, so so here's the question, which I think – let me give you a question that was from a Facebook group, but I think the guy was kind of – I don't want to say he had, he had an agenda of the question, yeah. but um, he wanted to know, he was saying to people, can you help somebody go to maybe like five figures or whatever, or 10 figures if you have not done so? No, of course not. Okay. You, you can support them. You can cheerlead them on yeah. and you can be a comrade, but you're going to find it hard to lead them. The biggest challenge I see in the marketplace is one of the biggest challenges is I see people looking to serve rather than lead. I lead through service. I don't just serve. I am not your waiter. I don't believe in somebody being that you're the waiter or a waitress. What I mean is I'm not at your service. I'm here to support you and lead you. And I will be of service to my audience. And uh, excuse me, I'll be of service to my clients. I'm rarely at service to my audience unless somebody puts a platform up like this. So thank you, because I'm so busy focusing on my clients. So to answer your question, I would think that would be out of integrity. So what I'd be saying to that person that's looking to do that is, hey, why don't you just promote what you have done rather than promoting where you want to be? Because promoting what what you've done will allow you to be in absolute alignment and integrity so you can promote much more, much greater because the incongruencies the marketplace sees. The the marketplace essentially is a magnifying glass on all of your insecurities and it puts it out there and to see if you can, and you put it out there, the marketplace does, um, well, the person that's, sharing their brand and the marketplace just puts a magnifying glass on and says, Hey, who are you? And we get to see. Right. And I think a lot of people get, get confused that high ticket doesn't always mean that you're trying to help somebody make more money. Sure. You know, it could be, it could be a totally different service that you're, you're helping this person with SEO, maybe with Facebook group ads or something of that nature. We are helping them in, in a much higher way, but you're the value of that, you know, of demands, a, a pricing point that you know is worthy of the of the of the work. So, Absolutely. what do you, why do you think that people are shy about raising their prices? It essentially, comes down to what I call their financial thermostat. 
their financial thermostat is set low. And really what that comes down to is proximity. Who are you spending that time with? Essentially, I believe most people's goal when looking to raise their prices is not to just raise your prices. It's to spend people with spend time with people that have normalized those prices. And the more you can normalize that gap, say if you're looking to raise your prices from ten to twenty thousand dollars, I would say, hey, spend time with people that are at twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars per client. Now, this might seem extreme, but the challenge is it's that mindset we're coming down to here. It's like, okay, if we stop determining value through what you're going to give the client and base the value on the results and the outcomes you produce, you're actually going to start to see the the price point being much fairer. So the way I look at working with my clients is what I call minimum effective dose. Minimum effective dose is like if you go to the dentist and you're, you sit down and the dentist says, okay, Jack, um, you have a, I, I sit down at the dentist and they say, Jack, you have a wisdom teeth problem. You're going to need your wisdom teeth out. And then he says to me, Jack, or he, she says to me, Jack, you know, it's going to cost you $500. And I say, oh, okay. Um, yep, um, take, take the, the teeth out. Okay, great. Then what happens after this is they take the the teeth out um, and it's about a five-minute procedure. They take the teeth out and we're done. And I look at my dentist and I say, okay, it was five minutes. Why did you charge me $500? Do you charge $500 an hour? And the dentist would look at me, I hope, and say, hey, well, you know, it can take an hour or two if you like it to. And (laughs) essentially what the lesson is behind this is efficiency is what matters when you go to a coach or a mentor. My clients will jump on the phone, a call with me if they have a challenge, and it will be a five-minute call rather than an hour call because we're aiming for efficiency because I'd rather not pull teeth for too long. What I'd rather do is let them get on with the work. Okay. So let's, let's go back. Let's go back then to the beginnings of you. Sure. When you first started to say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to do high ticket now. Yes. Because I'm sure that's not how you began. No. <laughs> so tell, tell tell us how you made that that leap from here to here. Sure. Um, which you're with, which you're pricing in in, in value, more, bringing more value to yourself and to your clients. Yes. More so. I think we in the beginning most of us start to look externally for answers. And what I mean by that is you might follow the new Instagrammer that you've come across. I know I did, but back then it was it was Facebook. Um, and you're, you're looking for answers. So what I did is I went to look for people that were doing things like that. I first started out in this journey back in 2007. So when I started this out, they like, one of some of the big names and still are big names were Tony Robbins. Um, and when I was looking at Tony Robbins, I was like, okay, um, I looked at Tony Robbins and went, that's something I'd like to do. And Tony Robbins was the closest model for me. 
However, what most people find themselves in this place of doing is mimicking the person they're following rather than creating a real brand for themselves. And I think this transition is probably the biggest transition I can encourage your audience to make. It's to drop the absolute modeling of the person you're following and to go internal and start to craft the brand you are. And what I, what I really mean by that is if you think of the best branders in the world, let's call it, um, and I think she's due for a rebrand, but let's call it the Madonna. I call <laughs> it the Madonna effect, right? Yeah. Madonna has been incredible throughout her career at reinventing herself and being original. And um, Madonna was one of the first people, like really the person that helped, you could say, Dennis Rodman step out of his shell and really claim the originality within himself. And this is really what I encourage for my clients to do. And it's what I had to do stepping out of that Tony Robbins shadow. And it's a big shadow to step um, from and say, okay, this is my brand. This is my individual personality. And I think what happens when you do this, Brian, is you stop comparing yourself to the rest of the market. Because if you're following a lot of people, you say they have 10,000 followers or they have um, all of this um, love on Instagram and look at all of those comments when you really should be looking at building your own brand from the inside out. You're trying to get this external validation, which really is a cycle to a place of, yeah, well, it's a cycle to a place of despair, to, to be frank with you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So how do you get people to value, for lack of a better word, pricing to, or just to yeah. value what they're offering to, sure. to a client? And I guess, I, I guess I'm going back to believing in what they're offering. I guess, I guess it's part of, part of it too. Yes. Yes. Well, the, the, the truth is I can't get anybody to believe in what they're offering. Mm. This is an internal shift that they must make themselves. Now, usually what happens is when a client comes to me, they'll say, Jack, I'm charging $5,000 for my services or, um, or sometimes they say I'm charging an hourly rate for my services. I charge $125 an hour for a six-session um, transformational experience from working with me. Now, my question for them there is, are you selling it based on time or are you selling it based on results? Because we then come back down to the dentist story. Uh, what problem are you solving for your client? Base it on minimum effective dose rather than how much time you're actually giving to the client. So what I'd say to anybody looking to increase their prices is to start focusing on the results you produce your clients and the problems you solve rather than how much time you're giving them. And to to be frank with you, I'd, I'd also remind them that, hey, if you are not ready to up your prices and you up your prices before not being ready, it's just not going to work. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Essentially, what you're trying to do then is you're trying to tweak a strategy without the internal thermostat being dialed up as well. Until you start spending time with people that normalize it, like in a community of mentors, and then you see other people in the community doing it, it's probably not going to be your baseline. What you must do is things must become your new normal and then tweak the strategy and just tweak, tweak the strategy naturally rather than someone like me saying, double your prices. That's what <laughs> won't work. Got it. Got it. So take us... Take us now into like a scenario where you're, where you're talking to a or a potential client, mm-hmm. and you're discussing what you do, sure. and you're introducing this high ticket price. How, yes. how, show us how. Show us a little bit how that how, how that's done for people who don't know um, anything about that at all. <laughs> it's, it's done before the call. Okay. This is the key. So it's done on something like this. If you arrive on a call with me, you have essentially pre-qualified yourself to a point where you're ready to, I hope, buy from me. Why would that be the case? It's because I spend the majority of my time on Messenger before I jump on a call. I am pre-qualifying you on Messenger, Facebook Messenger or Instagram before we jump on a call. So what it would actually look like, think about it this way. I would say at least 90% of the selling is done on the messaging platforms, not on the call. Why would that be the case? I'm looking to make sure you jump through my application hoops before we actually get there because what, what tends to happen is if you're on that call asking the questions instead of receiving the leadership, you're probably not going to buy it, to be mm. frank with you. You do not get into high-ticket mentoring without surrendering. If you are jumping on that call with your ego, I cannot help you. As much as I'd love to, yeah. if you don't choose to surrender and relax into lead, surrender the ego and relax into leadership that I will gracefully provide you, the marketplace, the call is probably not going to work. So I will ask questions, hey, how soon are you looking to create the change in your life? Because the only moment that matters when creating change in your business and in your life is now. So if a prospect is trying to move away from now, I know they're probably not going to buy on that call. So Mm. I am not interested in Mm. jumping on the call until now is now for that person. We're not jumping on a call. Mm. Mm, That's that's good stuff. (laughs) That's good stuff. I haven't saw it in that quite of a light there. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Is there any other mistake? I know we're running up against it here. Any other like mistake that you've seen other people going into the high ticket market, what they what they have been doing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Let me rattle off a, a few of these mistakes. Okay. So stop following, be original. The marketplace is not going to be attracted to your un- inauthentic self, mm. number one. Number two, start putting some infrastructure around you. Start giving your clients a pathway to get in touch with you. What I mean by that is... 
jump on podcasts just like this. This is a pathway to get your message out there and then give them a clear call to action. A clear call to action would be something like, hey, get in touch with me, with me on Facebook Messenger. Now, what we don't want to do there is we don't really need to send them through to a website because they've already got some information. They've already We've already tweaked their desire. So you might as well start talking to them on a messaging platform. What I would say is essentially your social media should be a business card. We look at it like an online business card, at least I do. And you want to tweak your online social medias so it almost pops to your marketplace, to the people, the traffic you're sending to them right away. If you're not active on your social media, a bit like you, Brian, I notice you're quite active on there. You're asking questions. You're engaging. If you're not doing that, they're just going to jump on there and it's a bit like a stale website. It's just stale <laughs> social media. Yeah. Nothing works. So with your website, always be um, re-uploading the, the videos you do just like this to your website. So you've almost got this infrastructure of aliveness mm-hmm. rather than this stale, oh, are they still doing it? type of <laughs> right. Going, right? right so we want to be really careful of, of our approach here um the the, the third thing I, I will say is claim to just be ready now within yourself because and choose a mentor that allows that really encourages you to get out there and actually start taking this imperfect action rather than trying to get everything ready because you will never arrive to a point where you feel like you are ready. You just won't. The only time you will be ready is when you're ready to turn up and say, okay, hit record. Now, the way to do this is the camera is a magnifying glass. It will magnify those insecurities and they'll almost get those insecurities out of your way so you can start to get into the heart of he, who you are much quicker. That's what I'd say, Brian. I love it. I love it. That is awesome. Some great stuff there. And I just yeah. want to tell people that, you know, it's, it's, and maybe, maybe you can, you can jump on this too, just before we go. Sure. It's a necessary jump to go to, to, to get to high ticket clients. Am I, yeah. what, would, would you say that would be a correct, um, a correct statement? Jack, sure. a, a necessary jump from from yeah. just from when you're starting off. Like, just, should that be like a, a destination of getting high ticket clients? Sorry, you cut out there, Brian. Can oh, I ask sorry. Is, is, that, is that a necessary jump to get high ticket clients? Yes, the the belief absolutely yeah. is. Um, it for for you to start and get out into the marketplace, it is a necessary jump, and you you can't you only do it when you surround yourself with those that are already are already doing it. Um, the, the truth is, just don't make it a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Don't let those fears get in the way of what you're doing. And the only way to not let the fears get in the way is to start doing. If you think of anything you've done previously, whether that's doing your sport. Um, approach that new guy or girl, whatever it is, you want to be making sure 
your like as soon as you did, the fear started to dissipate. Mm. So I'd be making sure you just start, yeah, getting out there as soon as you can. I think it's a, a great way to uh, to dissipate the fear, Brian. Awesome, awesome. I appreciate you, man. That is some awesome stuff today. Thank Hope you. everybody got some, some 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 insight on that today about getting high tech clients the art and science of it, the art and science of it, guys. So please tell us, Jack Murray, um, how to get in touch with you online today. Yes. So, Brian, the best way to get in touch is through my Facebook. And you can jump on straight onto my page, which is uh, the real Jack Murray, facebook.com forward slash the real Jack Murray. That's the best place to find me. Now, why would I rather send my prospects there is because they can learn about me mm. through a video like this, through my other podcasts that I've done like this, rather than simply a website. I find a website to be a de-escalation from coming <laughs> and working with me rather than, hey, here's who I am, Brian. Real, exactly. I love it. I love it. And we'll we'll post that on onto the um, comments below if you if you're watching on social today. Uh, and we'll get that on there for you. So, Brian, awesome, thank you. Thank you, Brian, for putting a platform like this together for other people that are sharing their messages. It's very kind of you. And thank you for, for having me on. Good, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. And thank, I'm, you. I'm, thank you for, for sharing your time with us today. Everybody, please, this is the Authority Project. You are the project. And we want to make sure that you're selling what you're great at because there is greatness in you. Go out today and do something great for people that you want to serve. All right. That is all. That is a wrap. Take care and we will see you soon. Bye-bye.